see, sometimes as Christians, we forget what's the big picture about all this. Why do we believe what we believe? Why do we do what we do? Why do we even come to church? Why did God give us His Word? And this is the reason. John chapter 3, verses 1 through 19. Now, this, the Gospel of John, John, he, he calls himself one of Jesus' favorites, disciples. He, t- according to John, he's the one that got, Jesus loved the most. Of course, we'd all like to be able to say that. All right. Chapter 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. The wind blows where it listens, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it comes and whether it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and man loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. The Word of God for the children of God, and all of God's children said, Amen. Now this is awesome. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn us, but that through Him we might have life. This is God's plan. This is why we are here today. This is why we come every Sunday. This is why we name the name of Jesus. This is God's Son who came into this world not to beat us down and not to tear us down because we get enough of that every day in our own lives. We are our own worst enemy sometimes. We can beat ourselves down. But Jesus has come to this world to lift us up, to give us hope of a future with hope like the sign, the plans that God has for all of us. And see, we're so fleshly and carnal-minded, we focus on this earth 
and the things of this earth, when God is focusing on eternity, the things of eternity, His new creation that's coming. And I believe that we are living in these days preceding up to the, His return. And we're, we're at the last of it. And that's why things are, seem to be going crazy in a world that we live in. Because Jesus said these signs would follow. These would be some of the signs. Chaos in the world. And unbelief. Where people have disregarded the Word of God. Cast it to the ground. And they say this is a man-made book. Men wrote it. Well, men did write it, but they were men filled with God's Holy Spirit from the, in Genesis all the way through. Moses, all of them. God chose certain people to speak His Word to us that we, we're not in the dark. That we know what's coming and why we serve the Lord. Why we believe. Because there's that blessed hope. This is not it. This is what keeps me going. Knowing that there is a new beginning. And when you get so depressed and down in this world the way things are going, look up. Look at the promises that Jesus has given to us. And remember, He didn't come to condemn you. He came to save you and give you a future with hope. And I know we go through things in our life and it seems like, where's the hope? You know, where's the joy? The joy of the Lord is our strength is what the Scripture says, but when you're beat down by the world, how can you have joy? How can you have strength? But God is faithful. Jesus is faithful to us through the power of His Holy Spirit that when you're feeling like this, call out His name. And I've been doing it a lot lately because I know what it's like. And, and when you live it, you experience it. And when you're broken, God can use that. I don't know how He does it, but He does. He uses His brokenness for His glory to reveal Himself to the broken world around us. And if you read the Scripture and if you see what Jesus was telling Nicodemus, and Nicodemus, here he was, he was a teacher of the law, he'd been studying these words, but he didn't quite grasp it because he was in the flesh, he was in the carnal-minded. People look at the Word and then they're not reading through the Spirit. So Jesus had to come and give us this Holy Spirit. And if He wouldn't have came and went to the cross and paid for the price of sin, we would not have access to His Holy Spirit. But praise be to God that He did do that. And He did it for us. And the, the people of this world need to know that Jesus is for them. He's not against Him. We're not the Christians against the rest of the world. We're followers of Jesus Christ pulling the rest of the world in with us. Pointing people to Jesus Christ because He's the Savior. Church don't save you. You can come to church every Sunday, but unless you have Jesus living in your heart, you're, you're, you're lost. You've got to ask God. Whosoever calls, you've got to call. You've got to make that call. Say, Lord, I believe. Come into my life. Live in me and through me and reveal Yourself to me that I may be an instrument of Your grace to this hurting world that I live in. And that's what it's about. God's working on building this new kingdom. And He wants everybody to be a part of it. And all we have to do is believe in Jesus. Jesus did all the work. Jesus paid with His blood. God, the God-man, came. The sinless God came and became flesh. And then He took the sins of the whole world upon Himself. The whole world. 
Your sin, my sin, everybody's sin, every prisoner, every murderer, their sin, Jesus took it upon Himself that they may be free and live with us in this new eternity, in this new kingdom that Jesus is working on, the kingdom of God, where there's no death, where there's no stealing and killing, where there's no crying no more, no pain, no sorrow. That's God's original intention. That's what God wanted in the beginning. And He said when He made His creation before sin, He said He looked at it all and He said it was good. It was very good. But then sin entered in. And now we've seen what sin has done to this world. Look back in the future, I mean the past, from Adam and Eve clear up to where we are today. All, uh, all there's been is death and destruction and wars and wars and more wars. And right now, all these nations are building up their armies for what? For more wars. They, and I've been listening to these documentaries about how many nuclear bombs Russia has and how many nuclear bombs America has, how many nuclear bombs China has. And they got enough bombs to blow our world up 50 times, but it only takes once. One time. And all they all are just talking about how they're going to annihilate these guys. And, these, and it's like, and then you wonder, what, Jesus? It's like you came and did all this work and nobody's listening. And God's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nobody's listening. Nobody. His church is. But then we try to keep it to ourselves. You know, we're our little old country cub. And I'm not saying this church, but I've, I've, I've been around. I know. You know, we have our little socialized things and just the Christians go to it. Just the people who believe. And well, actually, I thought us believers are supposed to go out into this world and, and show the love of God and show people what Jesus is really like instead of putting, getting our little groups and, and separating ourselves from the rest of the world and saying, well, we don't want to be like them. And they're over there saying, oh, we don't want to be like them. And so we got a conflict going here. We think we're holy and they think we're crazy. And, and we think they're evil. But the part of is, the thing is, we're all evil. Jesus said we all have evil hearts. He looked at his disciples and he said, you being evil know how to good give, give good gifts to your kids. How much more would your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Ask and you shall receive. So we all have evil hearts. Every one of us. There's not one that does righteous. Not one. Jesus said, the Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Bad thoughts. Hating somebody. I mean, it's that simple. So God had to make a simple way out for us all. Because we can't live up to it. We can't be good enough. And some people think, well, I'm, I'm good enough. I don't steal. I don't, well, that ain't good enough. That's not good enough. Unless you're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, you're on your way to destruction. Daniel talked about it. In 536 B.C., the prophet Daniel, he talked about this resurrection that Jesus was talking about. That whosoever believes will have eternal life. Let's go to Daniel chapter 12. And verses 1 through 4. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. 
And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But thou, O Daniel, shut up thy words and seal the book, even to the time of the end, and many shall run to and fro, and the knowledge shall be increased. Right there it is. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall be awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Now why? Why do some get everlasting life and others get everlasting contempt? Because they have not called on the name of Jesus Christ. That's what God says. This is in 536 B.C. when Daniel wrote this. When God gave Daniel this vision, this man of God that loved God so much. So God revealed his, his plan to Daniel. And Daniel laid it out. And, and a lot of people don't understand it, even to this day. But we're, we're starting to understand more and more and more now. Because we're living in this time right here. Even of the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Seal up the book until the times of the end. That book has been sealed up for thousands of years. And now it's being opened and revealed. Not by any person that thinks they know everything. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit who reveals it to us. That's the only way any of us have any knowledge of anything of God. No man gets this knowledge of themselves. This is the gift of God that comes through the Holy Spirit that only comes through the blood of Jesus Christ who ever calls on the name of the Lord. That's what Jesus came to do. To start this new kingdom. And He wants people. He wants people. He loves His creation. He loved us so much He made us in His image. So we'd be like Him. And when Jesus returns, we shall be as He is. When the resurrection comes, we will get new bodies. I know it's hard to believe, but this is the, this is the gospel truth. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which remain shall be changed in a twinkling of an eye, and we will catch, be up with the Lord in the air, and we shall be with Him forever. And then He's coming down, and He's going to take care of the evil on this planet. He's going to throw the... In fact, let's go to Revelation chapter 20. I got it marked. <laughs> Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 7. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. And cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till a thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they set, and they set upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads, or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Right there it is. God has got a plan. But all those people that reject 
that reject and mock God's word and Jesus. You see what happens to them. The rest of the dead live not again until a thousand years were finished. And over here, the white throne judgment. The death, okay, um, and the sea gave up the dead. I'm going right to the after a thousand years. And I saw a great white throne. This is verse 11 in chapter 20. And him that sat on it, who's from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. The death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That is a scary thing. That is very scary. Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? You know how you get that? Call on the name of Jesus. Believe in Jesus. That's what Jesus was trying to say. He wasn't trying to say it. See, I, I shouldn't say trying to say He didn't try to say anything. He did it. Jesus fulfilled all righteousness. He told us, He showed us what's to come in the future. And then this, this carnal world that we live in and the enemy is trying to steal that away from us. Every day we're in a battle between good and evil in our minds. The battlefield is right up here and Satan's up there trying to steal that faith away and trying to say, oh, did God really say that? Can you trust that? He's been doing the same old dirty trick for thousands of years. Did God really say that? And a lot of people are jumping right on that. Did, is that really God's word? 1 Corinthians chapter t- uh, 1, verse 18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. <clears throat> but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. And that's what people don't get. This is too simple. It's too simple. You mean all I have to do is believe in Jesus Christ and I am saved and I'm going to be a part of the new kingdom? That's what it says. That's what Jesus said. And that's why it's so important to get a grasp of what God's saying to us. And not just to us, but to all the lost. Do you want to be a part of the thousand year reign or do you want to be part of the lake of fire? And there's a choice to be made. You can either believe God's word or you can reject God's word. We, each person, has to make that choice yourself. Nobody can make that choice for you. You can't say, well, my parents went to church, Christian church, so that makes me a Christian. No, it don't. That's just like saying a mouse climbed in a cookie jar and that makes him a cookie. That's not what happens. You've got to call on Jesus. You've got to have that relationship with God. Believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. That's what, that's what Jesus said. That's what the apostles said. That's what it says through the whole Bible. But the world says, no, that's too easy. When we get Jesus in our hearts, the good works follow. Because you got that Holy Spirit that comes in your heart and lives in you and He talks to you and He tells you what's right and what's wrong. And you get this new beginning in your heart 
a new spirit, a new way of looking at things like Jesus did. He wants us to give us His mind, the mind of Christ, where we look for love and light and love and try to cast off the works of darkness where, where we reach out to the hurting with kindness and gentleness instead of saying, well, if you wouldn't have done that, you wouldn't have ended up there. Well, they don't know that because they're being led by that Satan that enemy, that dragon that gets us spinning in circles until you call on Jesus Christ. And God gives you that opened eyes to see right from wrong, good and evil. That's what Jesus does for us. That's more than that too. More than that. He gives us a life. He gives us hope every day. He, he's the reason we can get up out of the bed and face this world and say, I have hope. I can keep on keeping on because I know the future. I know what's coming. The better days are coming. The new earth is coming and I'm going to get to be with my wife again. And you're going to get to be with your husbands and your families, the ones who went before you. You will reunite because it's a promise from God. That's what keeps me going. Hopefully that's what keeps you going. Knowing that this is trustworthy. More trustworthy than any book in this whole world is the Word of the living God. God's Word for God's children. Let's pray. Holy Father, we thank You for Your Word, Lord. Jesus, we thank You so much that You came to this world and You saved us. Thank You, God. Thank You, Father. We owe You everything. And yet all You want is our love and worship and, and to fill us with Your Holy Spirit that we may show the world your love and our acts of worship is treating people right that's what you want to see lord and we love you lord and we can't do this without you we can do nothing without you fill us with your holy spirit as we live our lives and as we leave this place today lord let make each one of us a light filled with your holy spirit to to reach the hurting and the lost and the broken because we've all been there and we love you lord in jesus holy name amen